The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, hello and welcome to the Disability Law Show. John Scholes, Savannah Tamarkin, and Tamar Gopian. We're all here and ready to go. If uh, you're listening in our Toronto, welcome back to the show. You know how to reach out, which I will give you more details very shortly. But if you're in uh, CKNW in Vancouver, welcome to this brand new show called Disability Law Show, where we discuss, well, disability law. It is all in the title. We've made it simple. want to remind you as well, we've been doing TV, Savannah, for quite a long time in Vancouver. And if our uh, listeners here in the radio station, CKNW, want to catch TV show, Disability Law Show, happens Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, Saturday on Global TV at 1 p.m. Pacific. So you can catch that as well. You can see our ugly mugs on TV anytime you'd like on the weekend at 1 p.m. So uh, so there you go. That is a 30-minute taste of what we do here over an hour on this show. Tamar is a recent addition to the uh, law firm. Savannah, I know you give her a bit of an intro. I know she'll intro herself as well. But again, for our first-time radio listeners here, we are, we're glad you're aboard. You want to reach out anytime. I'm going to give you a phone number right away. This is is absolutely toll-free. It is 1-855-821-5900. Website is disabilityrights.ca. You want to put a help at in front of that. And you can reach us by email, help at disabilityrights.ca. So before we get into a ton of content for this hour, guys, um, give us a little background, Savannah, about you. And I know tomorrow wants to say a few things as well. Absolutely, John. Yeah, I know it's fantastic. We, we are starting to air our show here on CKNW. Uh, and, and you know, John, we've been operating our offices uh, in Ontario and BC, uh, really helping individuals across both provinces dealing with both mm-hmm. their employment law issues as well as their disability issue, long-term disability as it relates to their insurance companies. You know, people are uh, denied and, and cut off benefits uh, unjustly by their insurance companies. And this is what we do here. We give information on this show, on our TV show, and, uh, you know, people are very thankful, to, you know, for it. Not a week goes by that people don't email me. I, I would probably venture to guess hundreds of questions. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I try to answer as many as I can. Our team members answer as many as they can. But what we do here, we are lawyers, and this is what we focus on, employment law and disability law. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned Tamara. Tamara used to work for one of the largest insurance companies in the country up until recently. She joined us. Uh, she knows the ins and outs. And by the way, I used to work a long time ago for insurance companies as well. So, you know, it gives us a perspective as lawyers who've defended insurance companies in the past, now helping the little guy, especially during this COVID pandemic. You know, this is a very, very tough time for Canadians in general. Mental health claims are rising rapidly. Well, you know, we've had reports through the newspapers, TV, uh, you know, various articles out there talking about a pandemic that is coming with respect to mental health. And that means, unfortunately, more long-term disability claims and, by virtue of that, more denials coming down the pipe. And I'm going to talk about that and specifically mention a, a, a case that has just come across my desk last week, and, and Tamara and I will analyze it. And so this is what this show is about, giving people information, free information, uh, about how to deal with their long-term disability insurance companies. Uh, Tamara, do you want to say a few words about yourself? Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I'm thrilled that we are uh, airing across uh, the country in Ontario and B.C. And as Savannah said, I've had lots of experience on the defense side for many, many years. 
I was a uh, partner at a national firm as well, also in the insurance realm. And so, you know, we do understand quite intimately the ins and outs of how the insurance companies work. And I encourage everyone to listen to the show and reach out to us if you if you have any help. You know, it's amazing that you got uh, Tamar on. You know, she's come over from the dark side, let's face it. Now she's with you guys. And it's so cool because both of you, her more recently, have worked on the insurance side of things. But it's nice now over the course of this show, you'll you'll find out if you're listening, you can pull back the curtain on the disability law side. And it's going to be really, really interesting. So we got lots of stuff to get through. I know, uh, Savannah, we always start every show we have historically over the all, all the years we've been doing this. With the week that was, you want to discuss a few things and some other stuff as we uh, we get warmed up here. I think we still got a couple minutes to go before before we break, so uh, so have at her, my friend. Absolutely. So let, me, let me tell you about an interesting case that came across my mm-hmm. desk. So this is an individual, 50 years old. He's a pilot. Uh, he, he's making in excess of $200,000 a year, and uh, he was denied long-term disability uh, because apparently the insurance company, as the reason for their denial, they told them they do not support applications that are related to covid now, keep in mind, this gentleman uh, is experiencing various health conditions. Uh, some of them are due to COVID, some of them dealing with the anxiety and depression uh, that has set in because of COVID, but some of it is from before. They have to do with various physical issues that he's experiencing. But the insurance company is now seizing on the COVID element of his application to say we do not uh, cover that. Well, let me just make sure people understand this. If you are disabled, if your doctors say that you cannot work as a result of a physical illness or injury or a psychological and mental health issue or a combination of both, if your doctors support you and they say you cannot work, the insurance company must approve you. And oftentimes they will use stupid excuses. And I say stupid because when we get involved and we start dissecting those excuses and tearing apart their denials, guess what? They capitulate. They capitulate many times, and Tamar can, can speak to that, many times even in the past few weeks, past few months, we've had situations where people have been fighting insurance companies for months and months and and they get denied that you know they keep hitting a wall and we get into the picture and within days or weeks of our involvement suddenly the insurance company says oh we made a mistake you know they they completely back off why because it's all it's all a mirage they want you to think that you have no rights they want you to think you can't fight and get the benefits you're owed and what we do is we basically call them on this bluff and we force them to pay and they understand that they understand that and we'll talk more about the show why that is and why it is that you have a lot more power than you think you do We'll take a short uh, short break, guys. Get right back at it. You want to reach out now to uh, Tamar Savan, member of the team. It's really simple. The toll-free number always, 1-855-821-5900. Email is help at disabilityrights.ca. We will get into the three tactics long-term disability insurers sometimes use to make you give up benefits they owe you. That's uh, coming up in the next little while as well, so stick around for it, and we'll continue on. Reminder as well, Disability Law Show happens Saturdays on Global TV Vancouver, 1 p.m. Pacific, so you can join us there as well. And we'll uh, be right back here with more Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Disability Law Show right here on the Global News Radio. And you want to call in any time to, uh, to reach the guys, one 821 5900 Catch up at the firm right there. Send an email long, help at disabilityrights.ca. Good to be on the air here for the debut show at CKNW in Vancouver. And a uh, reminder as well, the TV show is actually be running for some time out here. And that is the Disability Law Show Saturdays on Global TV at 1 p.m. Pacific, of course, so you can catch that. Lots of stuff to get through on the show today guys a week that was uh give us a bit of a tidbit uh tomorrow what's uh, what's going on in your corner yeah i had a really interesting call from a gentleman who was basically telling me he'd been battling colon cancer for several years had been receiving disability benefits for close to two years uh he'd underwent you know extensive chemotherapy radiation sustained broken ribs infections neuropathy a, a variety of other conditions related to the cancer treatment uh, and that he'd been, you know, he was now being tested for rheumatoid arthritis. And through all of that, I guess he'd been a city prosecutor for some 28 years before his disability claim. And in that time, had actually had an incident in, in a courtroom, basically, where he was harassed uh, by an accused. And it turned into a criminal component. But in any event, uh, he had resolved that issue. And while he was on disability, dealing with these other health issues, actually was was treated for PTSD from this work incident. And so he had these physical issues, had the cancer, but as well had this mental health component uh, that occurred through, uh, through the treatment. And so long story short, the insurance company was now basically taking the position with him that they were going to, quote unquote, put his claim over to workers' compensation or WSIB in Ontario. Uh, and so while he was still disabled from the PTSD, they were essentially, I think, trying to take the position that, you know, he should actually be pursuing this from a workers' comp perspective. And so he reached out to, to us and said, well, can the insurance company do this? And what if I'm not approved for WSIB benefits? And so I thought this was a really interesting time to unpack a couple of things. And Savan said this earlier, is that, you know, just because you start a claim for one health issue, it doesn't mean that your claim, your disability claim can't be continued and be compensable for another issue. So another health issue. So you can have a physical issue, a mental health issue, or both, in fact, or some combination of the two. And that doesn't in and of itself negate your disability claim. Okay, so that's what the one thing that I wanted to get across to people. And the other part of it as well is that Workers' compensation and these other compensation uh, benefits are vastly different and totally different than, than the benefits for uh, disability. And so, you know, they're, they're connected in through the disability policy, but they're actually two different realms that you would be pursuing in terms of getting those benefits. And so I, I sort of thought this was a bit of a red flag for this individual because there's no such thing as putting a claim over to workers' compensation. That, that doesn't actually exist. Uh, in fact, if workers' compensation compensation hadn't approved this gentleman's benefits as yet, then in fact, the insurance company should still be paying his disability benefits if he still is considered totally disabled under the policy. Hmm. And so this is where it was starting to become really, really challenging in the analysis of this. Savannah, you want to jump in here? 
Well, I, it's a very interesting intake, and you know we we see these kinds of cases where uh, the long-term disability insurer will tell you, no, this is a workers' compensation case. In Ontario, it's WSAB, and in in British Columbia, it's WCB, and and, and they will tell you, they'll say, we don't have to pay you. You have to go to workers' compensation. Now we don't deal with worker compensation claims, but we deal with long-term disability claims, and and you know we, like I said, fight long-term disability insurance companies. We have individuals out there, uh, uh, other experts that know workers' compensation, so if you do have issues with that, we can direct you to them. But if you've been denied long-term disability, as a result of the insurance company saying, oh no, it's a worker compensation claim, uh, you, you should reach out to us because we can then look at your case, and this is for free, and we can talk to you about your case, analyze it the way that Tamar just did. I mean, we do this on a daily basis with many, many people across Ontario, across uh, British Columbia, and we help them. And in many instances, I find that insurance companies, uh, they deny claims uh, illegitimately. They're, they're wrong, and, and many times they know. They know what they're doing. It's not as though they're making a mistake. You know, I've had situations just in the past week, a couple of people who called me who said, Insurance company said that my disability arises from a workplace incident, therefore you should go to workers' compensation. Well, guess what? Both of these individuals, separate people, they applied for workers' compensation, they got denied, and by virtue of that, their long-term disability insurer should have then paid them, right? right? Because they were rejected by workers' compensation. And the disability insurer said, no, it still should be workers' compensation. You need to go and appeal those decisions. They have no obligation to appeal those decisions. So my point is this, and this is, I think, tying back to what Tamar said here. Uh, if you are dealing with a long-term disability insurance company and you have been denied your claim despite the fact that you are disabled, don't just take it. Don't walk away potentially from tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars owed to you potentially owed to you by your long-term disability insurer. It will cost you nothing to get the advice from us, and you know there is really no reason to do it. Now, if after listening to us, you still don't want to pursue it, that is your prerogative. But at the very least, get this information, this accurate information about your case. Guys, lots more to go here. Let's uh, take a short break, give out some information. If people want to reach out, they sure can. It is uh, 1-855-821-5900. Toll-free number anytime. Get a hold of Savannah or Tamar or a member of that uh, that awesome team. The website is disabilityrights.ca. I want to remind you or at least tell you that you can also, for the, I guess, foreseeable future, go to covidrights.ca. There's lots of information there. And emails, which we will get to in a, uh, in a little while here on the show, help at disabilityrights.ca. And if you're in BC, Welcome. Uh, joining us for the first time here on CKNW. Your TV show has been running for some time in BC. Same name, Disability Law Show. And you can catch that Saturdays on Global TV, 1 p.m. Pacific, of course. We'll take a short break. Lots more on the way. This is the Disability Law Show on the Global News Radio Network. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Disability Law Show again for our uh, Vancouver audience just joining us for the first time. Stick around. There is much to be learned and to reach out anytime. This is it. one 821 5900 The email is help at disabilityrights.ca and a website where you can ask questions anytime, anytime. MyDisabilityQuestions.com And of course you will catch the Disability Law Show in Vancouver. Global TV 1pm on Saturday. So you can check that out as well. It's been running for, uh, for quite a long time. Again, lots 
of stuff to be learned on that TV show as well. Savannah, take it away, pal. What else we got? John, let me tell you about another story. This is a gentleman that contacted us this week, and I, I, I want to get to Mars' thoughts on this. So this is a 28-year-old man. Uh, he, he was a bakery clerk uh, making just under $40,000 a year. He was just told by his long-term disability insurance company that he will be cut off in six weeks from his payments. So he's been getting long-term disability. I'm not sure for how long, but he's told that he's going to be cut off in six weeks. So they haven't cut him off yet. Uh, and so they told him that he's basically no longer eligible, that he doesn't qualify for long-term disability anymore. Uh, he went, actually, no, sorry, I do have information. He went off work mm -hmm. on, on October 2019, so October of last year. Now, he can't work because of mental health issues. His brother passed away in 2018. Uh, he has uh, also some other physical types of issues. He's got pains, numbness, and tremors from possible nerve damage as well. Uh, he has a family doctor and a psychiatrist, both of who say he should be off work. He is not able to work, they say. They say he is disabled from working. Despite that, the insurance company is saying you are no longer eligible for long-term disability and we're going to be cutting you off in six weeks. What do you think about that, Tamar? Well, I'm just amazed uh, and then not amazed because, of course, we've seen this too many times that we care to count. Uh, you know, the... The idea that the cutoff is coming to me means those rights are crystallized today for this gentleman to act uh, and start a legal claim. You know, we don't have to wait that six-week period if the insurance company has already uh, declared or said that you are no longer going to qualify. And I say this with confidence because it's clear that his own doctors are supporting that he cannot work. And, and people feel this pressure, like, well, the insurance company must say something, it must be correct, it must mean, yes, I must go back to work. Absolutely not. The, the test under the policy, and it looks like it would be in the first part of the policy since he only went off work last year, is that if you have a, a disability, mental physical, some combination of the two, where your doctors support that you cannot work, then you would be meeting that test in order to continue getting those benefits. And so what I'd want to see, frankly, is what on what basis can the insurance company at this point justify actually cutting him off, and why give the six weeks in any event? So I want to get some, some, some idea if there's something put in writing for this gentleman as to what's being justified. And regardless, uh, my, my first step would be to start the claim in any event uh, and not wait out the six-week period. That's uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. So we're on the same page here. And by the way, incidentally, I'm not going to mention the insurance company's name, but it's the insurance company you used to work for. Uh, and and uh, so chances are that had you still been with that insurance company, and my firm would have handled this claim, you could have been on the other side. So I'm really happy that you're now on the good side, you know, and and you're helping individuals, you know, who've been cut off. And and you know, John, on on Tamar's point. Uh, unlike a car accident where, you know, only after you have an accident and, and you suffer certain injuries, uh, you may or may not have a claim for compensation, you know, after the event happened, with long-term disability claims, uh, there's quite a few people out there who have been getting paid long-term disability, but then at some point during the process, during the payment period, they are told by the insurance company, for one reason or another, we're going to cut you off. But they're not telling you, we cut you off last week. They're giving you a heads up. They're saying, we're going to cut you off in a few weeks, in a few months. In fact, I have seen one case uh, out of Ottawa, actually, where the person was told 13 months in advance that he was going to get cut off. So guess what? As soon as he came to me, I had resolved that claim within a matter of months. Uh, I think it was about three or four months after 
uh, he had come to me. So, yeah. so you know, th th that was, it, there was no period of time where he was left without money because he was told so far in advance. The mistake many people make, unfortunately, is they think that that cutoff date can be changed somehow, that somehow they can alter you know, the opinion of the adjuster, convince them that they've made a mistake. And so what happens is they let, you know, they let the time pass, uh, and, and it's like a cliff, right? I mean, you go over it, and then you find out, no, the insurance company is serious when they say they're going to cut you off benefits, and they cut them off, or they cut people off, and then people scramble. They scramble, and, and even then, many people, it takes them months to contact us. Well, guess what? Had you contacted us right when you were told in advance that you're going to be cut off, we could have potentially assisted you and helped you resolve the issue with the insurance company. Now, I want to talk about something here. Insurance companies are fantastic at denying claims. Mm -hmm. What they hate doing is they hate fighting claims, especially when they know that they could end up paying a lot more down the road if this ever goes before a judge. And the difference between you handling the claim yourself as an individual fighting the insurance company without the know-how and the skill, the legal skills that we have, and us, is that when you are dealing with the insurance company, they have all the power. They have all the power because they have the expertise, they have the team of lawyers, they have billions of dollars. Once we get involved, we basically break through that wall. There are certain pressure tactics that we know how to use, including obviously the legal process itself, that puts pressure on the insurance company. Now, one thing insurance companies hate more than paying you your, your benefits is paying their lawyers to defend a case that we bring. Because as soon as we bring a legal case against them and they hire a lawyer or even have their in-house lawyers deal with that claim, they are now bleeding money. And they hate bleeding money, right? I mean, they're economic entities. Yeah. They, all, they care about profits. That's really the, you know, the, the motive for them. So, so that's what we do. We put the pressure on them, take the pressure off of you. And remember, once we get involved, we're the ones dealing with the insurance company, not you anymore. We'll take a uh, brief pause, guys. Lots more on the way. You want to reach out to Tamar or Savan, write the phone number down. Keep it toll-free. It's 1-855-821-5900. Email address is help at disabilityrights.ca. You want to ask questions on your own anytime, you can go to mydisabilityquestions.com. You can actually go there first, search. There's a database of, of, of past questions. There's a pretty high probability for all the years it's been around and all the questions that have been asked and answered in depth that your question may be there and have been answered. If not, leave it. No problem. Savannah and the guys will get to it uh, at their convenience, which is, is very quickly. MyDisabilityQuestions.com. We'll take a short break. Get right, right to it. It is the Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back, Disability Law Show, and thank you for joining us. If it's the first time in Vancouver, hey, come on in. Water's warm. You'll want to reach out to us anytime, 1-855-821-5900, help at disabilityrights.ca. And a reminder, even longer than the show, and the first uh, the first one, the debut here is the TV show, which has been running in Vancouver for some time. That can be easily found, Disability Law Show, Saturdays, 1 p.m. on Global TV, so join us there as well. Uh, the three tactics long-term disability insurers sometimes use to make Make you give up the benefits they owe you. I'm really shocked that you could whittle this down to just three, Savannah, because I know there's a list we could do a complete show on this, right? Well, that's exactly, and this is why I said sometimes use, because sometimes they use other tactics, <laughs> right? I mean, they have a whole yeah. bunch of, of strategies and tactics to make you give up the benefits that are owed to you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, you bet. They bully you and act like they don't believe you and your doctors. That's nice. Yeah, so this happens this happens quite a lot unfortunately. Now sometimes it's it's the individual's perception that they're being bullied by their adjuster and when we look at correspondence between the individual and the adjuster, it's actually not that bad. But I have also seen situations where long-term disability adjusters are just rude. They're rude, they're condescending. In fact, I've had people contact me uh, and, and tell me, listen, what can I do about that? I've even recorded some of these conversations and I was shocked and appalled when I heard how the adjusters were dealing with the individuals. And remember, people on long-term disability, they're in a very vulnerable spot, right? I mean, especially people dealing with mental health claims. So there is absolutely no justification, zero justification uh, for an, an insurance adjuster to bully you. Insurance companies owe you as they're insured a duty of good faith. They have to act properly, professionally. They have to adjudicate your terms uh, in accordance with the way that the policy is meant you know, for the claim to be adjudicated. So, so it's really important for you to understand that if your adjuster is bullying you, you have options. We can do a whole show about what happens when they bully you, but trust me, you have options and you should be contacting us if that happens. Now, the second part of that, don't believe you and your doctors. So you're disabled, your family doctor or your psychiatrist or your surgeon or whoever it is has written a letter or filled out a form saying you are disabled from working as a result of X, Y, and Z. And here you have the insurance company coming back saying, sorry, you're not totally disabled or there is insufficient medical documentation or whatever other verbiage they want to use. And here's the reality. It's nonsense. It's garbage. Don't listen to what the insurer is telling you. If your doctors have confirmed that you cannot work and, and you know, it's more than just jotting it down on a piece of, uh, of, of like on a napkin, right? They've written down why it is that in their medical opinions, you cannot work and you have coverage for long-term disability, you should be getting benefits paid. It's, mm -hmm. it's just that simple. But they will use that. They will say insufficient medical documents, therefore you're ineligible. They will say uh, your doctor has not provided sufficient information, therefore ineligible. They will give you a whole bunch of excuses relating to this. Don't listen to them. This is when you pick up the phone or email us We'll look at the medical documentation, we'll look at the denial letter from the insurance company, and we'll tell you in two minutes if you have a case or not. Let's get to uh, to number two, the three tactics long-term disability insurers sometimes use to make you give up the benefits they owe you. Tomorrow, this one for you. They tell you that without a formal diagnosis, you can't get long-term disability. It's just absurd, John. <laughs> Honestly, the, the Supreme Court of Canada has come out and said that this is not tenable, and we see this so many times still. Um, you know, and it's interesting because sometimes one of the tactics is, well, you don't have a diagnosis, so you don't get long-term disability benefits. And of course, my response to that is, well, if there are functional limitations for this person not being able to work and not supported by their doctors, then guess what? You'll meet the test of total disability. But then it turns on the other side. When you do have a diagnosis, but you can still go out and do some things, then right. they say, well, you, you don't... You, you, you have a diagnosis, but your function is okay, so therefore, again, you're not entitled to long-term disability benefits. So this one's a really interesting one because it can play both ways, and guess what? The response from the insurance company is always going to be the same. I shouldn't say always, but the majority of the stuff we see is that it's a no, right? Uh, and I want to encourage people to sort of say, look, uh, it's 
not it's not hinged on a diagnosis one way or another. It's simply just having your doctors make that connection between what you're sustaining and suffering every day and your inability to go and do that job in that context, right? That's the end of the analysis. And doesn't it, doesn't it sometimes reflect you don't have a diagnosis? Well, it could be a mental health issue. It's not going to show up on an X-ray or a CT scan, exactly. right? I mean, it doesn't mean you're not totally disabled. Savannah, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I, it mm-hmm. reminds me of a case I had a few years back with a lady in her 30s. Uh, that out of the blue started experiencing uh, some cognitive impairments, focus issues, uh, memory issues, a whole bunch of issues that just came out of nowhere. They didn't know what was happening. And she had been visiting neurologist after neurologist. I mean, I think she'd seen about 10 or 12 by the time she came to see me. Wow. And none of them could figure out what was wrong. And they did the MRIs and the CT scans and whatever other imaging they could do. Listen, we have limits to science. They could not figure out what was wrong. They had theories but nobody knew but the one thing they all agreed on is that she's disabled from working i mean she was pretty much in bed all day well guess what the insurance company denied her claim but here's the thing she was making six figures she, she was in it some kind of a computer you know technology uh, job and uh you know she, she so she had applied she got denied she appealed she got denied the appeal she appealed a second time she got denied a second time finally she came to me we started a legal claim remember their only reason for denial was that there was no formal diagnosis, there was no label for her condition, but every doctor agreed she's disabled. We went, we did that legal claim within a matter of months. We went to a mediation. There was a very senior uh, uh, defense lawyer representing the insurance company. We settled for mid six figures for that case. Just do the, just think about it. Mid six figures. Had she given up on her claim and listened to what the insurance company was saying that she is not eligible because there's no diagnosis? she would have not gotten this money. And this is money she she requires to live. She was living with her mother. So this is really important people to understand. Do not buy what the insurance company is selling. If they're telling you you have no case, you're ineligible, don't take it at face value. Reach out to us. Let us take a look at documentation for free. Again, I stress that. It's not going to cost you anything. And we're going to tell you if you have a case or not. The three tactics long-term disability insurers sometimes use to make you give up benefits they owe you. The third one, number one, is coming up after a short break. You want to reach out in the meantime, write it down toll-free, 1-855-821-5900. To reach out through email, it is help at disabilityrights.ca. And you can ask questions anytime. That would be mydisabilityquestions.com. Right back at it after a short break. Stick around. Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back, Disability Law Show. A reminder, if you're listening in BC on CKNW, you can catch the long-running TV show, The Disability Law Show. That happens Saturdays, 1 p.m. on Global TV, so make sure you take that in as well. But we're getting right back to it before we move on to some emails here, guys. And I know you have something else to discuss, Savannah. I want to get to the third and final tactic that long-term disability insurers sometimes use to make you give up the benefits they owe you. It is this. They mislead you into thinking that your benefits automatically end after two years. I know you hear this all the time, you and Tamar both. Absolutely. So let me break this down, and then I want to get Tamar's thoughts on this, uh, having yep. worked recently, up until recently, for, for, for a major insurance company. So, so this two-year mark is something that comes up over and over. 
So here's what it is for our new listeners. For long-term disability claims, the vast majority of long-term disability policies, uh, they contain uh, this test called a total disability test. You have to demonstrate that you are disabled from performing the essential functions of your occupation in order to get long-term disability for the first two years, the first 24 months. It's called the own occupation period, the own occupation test. Again, I stressed your own occupation, okay? Beyond the two-year mark, the test changes. To continue getting long-term disability in the vast majority of policies, you have to demonstrate that you are now unable to perform any occupation for which you are suited for by training, education, or experience. So it's no longer your own occupation, it's any occupation for which you're suited for. It's a bit more of a difficult test to meet. Nonetheless, what happens in many instances, when people contact us, they say, look, the insurance company has said that my two years are up or they're coming up soon and, and they believe that I can do some other job. I can't do any other job. My doctors have confirmed that I can't do it. We see this a lot with mental health claims. I don't know what to do. And, and many individuals simply assume, they assume that their benefits end automatically after two years. Mm -hmm. That is not the case. It's just not the case unless you have a time limited policy and they do exist there are you know rarely do I see that but I see it policies that only go for two years generally you know people who buy private policies and they buy them only for two years I see that but if you have long-term disability coverage through work uh, oftentimes the policy will take you until age 65 so I'll have people who are in their 30s 40s 50s and early 60s contact us and saying, look, the insurance company says my benefits are going to end at a two-year mark, but I am still disabled. I can't do anything else. And I tell them, well, if your doctors say that you cannot do any occupation after the two-year mark, your claim should extend beyond the two-year mark. But this is where insurance companies are, are really, you know, they're, they're masters at this. They lead you to believe that somehow there's an auto, uh, there's an automatic uh, um uh, you know, uh, uh, endpoint at the two-year mark yeah. expiration, and that's just not the case. It's not yeah. the case, but people are under that impression. Tamar, your thoughts about? I mean, you you might yeah, have you must have seen a ton of those. This is something I feel really passionately about because it really does. People don't understand what their rights are, and what further complicates this is that oftentimes they can't even get access to their full disability policy when they ask for it. Now, this can be because either the insurance company doesn't want to provide it, or maybe their employer doesn't want to provide it. Even when they provide it, they get this 50-page document that has a whole bunch of things in it, and they don't even know where to look. Uh, oftentimes, they don't even get a letter that says to them or explains to them exactly what part of the policy that's being uh, reviewed as part of their claim. And so they hear this two years, and they just assume that this is the maximum limit, uh, not knowing where else to go. And, and for those who do ask for things like, can you please provide me an explanation in writing, or can you please provide me with a policy, uh, it's, you'd be amazed how few actually get a copy of the things that they need to even find out for themselves how much is my benefit level how much am I supposed to get how long am I supposed to be getting this this benefit period for and so this is why we're here and I encourage people to reach out even just to ask us the questions because we will help you to navigate and unpack some of this because it can be very confusing and frankly I see too many times that the insurance companies are taking advantage of the situation because people just don't know 
Reaching out, by the way, is really simple. Uh, I'll give it to you again, one 855 821 and help at disabilityrights.ca. Uh, Savannah, did you have one more thing to talk about or move on to email? It's your call. No, I actually do. I, so so, okay, so this, cool. is, this is interesting. So this is, uh, this is a very tragic situation here, and I'm going to read it out. Uh, it's, it's a person that called us. It's a lady who called us uh, this week, and she called on behalf of, of, of her father. He was denied long-term disability just this week due to what the insurance company says is a pre-existing condition. Now, he's unable to work because of a stroke. He had the stroke in, in January of, of this year. He has a family doctor, an infectious disease doctor, and a neurologist, all three doctors saying he cannot work. He's a truck driver. Uh, he, he was making uh, uh, about $33,000 a year. He's 58 years old. Let me read you the actual email, and then tomorrow you can give us your thoughts. She says, I am actually contacting you on behalf of my dad. He had a stroke in in the beginning of January, and after months of fighting with the insurance company, we got approved for short-term disability. However, we received an email yesterday that his long-term disability claim has been denied because of a pre-existing condition. In the previous 12 months prior to the stroke, his family doctor suspected an infection in his heart, uh, in brackets she puts, which I read can lead to a stroke, unfortunately. Is there anything we can do? Neither my mom nor dad can work. My dad because of his stroke, my mom because she's a caregiver for him, and my sister who was diagnosed with a rare type of cancer in November. We are very concerned. Is there anything you can do? So, I mean, geez, if that doesn't break your heart, I don't know what does. Tamar, your thoughts? Uh, Honestly, just unbelievable what some people have to go through. It's just terrible. So so my thoughts are this. This pre-existing condition issue, again, is a very technical thing that's contained in these policies. Just to briefly touch on it, not to get too much into the legalese of this, is it's an exclusion under the policy. It says, we accept you're totally disabled, but... If your disability appears uh, and is related to condition that you had within the year or three months before there was coverage, on and on and on, we're going to exclude your policy. We're going to exclude your rights to disability benefits. And so the challenge here is that if there is some loose connection, but it's not actually the reason why the person is totally disabled, then I think there's absolutely a basis upon which to challenge the insurance company on this. Uh, I'd want to see and, and better understand what it was that this, the doctor suspected. But you can see that he's had an acute event, which is a stroke. And I say that in a way because it can be a bright line test in the sense that that may be the distinguishing feature to push back on the insurance company and say, look, this is not true a pre-existing condition because there would not have necessarily been the, the, the precursors to a stroke that whatever this infection, heart condition infection, was separate and apart from the issue for which this individual is off work. Um, you know, those, and those distinctions can be very, very important, and this is where you need to look to see what your medical information says uh, because there's absolutely a basis to challenge the insurance companies on this pre-existing uh, exclusion under the policy. Guys, let's take a quick break. Now we're going to bounce over to an email or two. You want to send one along, please. We got to we got a stack, but we always always like to get to more. The email address is help at disabilityrights.ca. The number to call out any time to get a hold of Tamar or Savan or James, who will be on a future show for sure. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The website disabilityrights.ca. This is the Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Disability Law Show. Reaching out anytime is really easy for you. one 821 5900 The toll-free number. The email address is help at disabilityrights.ca. You can leave questions anytime. Something comes to mind after the show. You want an answer? MyDisabilityQuestions.com. And if you're listening in BC, you can catch the Disability Law Show, the televised version that happens Saturdays at 1 p.m. on Global TV, of course. Uh, email. Vasilis, uh, first up, says, guys, my wife has been on long-term disability for just over a year for multiple sclerosis she can't do her job as a psw and this has been confirmed by her doctors despite this the insurance company sent her to see a doctor who they said uh, that she is not disabled enough and should be able to go back to modified work her doctors disagree we're afraid that her benefits will end soon because of the insurance doctor and we don't know what to do now scary well, it's very scary. And Vasilis, first of all, thank you for emailing us. And I do want to let our listeners know that, you know, many people that we end up helping are not actually the listeners themselves, but the individuals that the listeners reach out to. You know, there are listeners, John, that have family members that are struggling with long-term disability claims, family members, uh, colleagues, friends. Uh, so if you know someone who may need this information, please put them in touch with us or, or direct them to our website so they can get this information at disabilityrights.ca. Now, in this particular case, I'd like to get Tamar's thoughts as well. You know, to me, this is just, again, outrageous. But it highlights something else. Insurance companies will try to do everything they can in their power to justify cutting you off uh, long-term disability when they really should not, when they should be supporting you. Remember, insurance companies are there to give you peace of mind. That's what an insurance contract is. You know, whether you bought it yourself privately or, or you have it through work, a contract of insurance, whether it's car insurance, house insurance, travel insurance, disability insurance, it's, 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 a, it's a peace of mind contract. It's, it's telling you that there's a safety net there. Here, you can see that the safety net has literally been yanked from underneath Vasily's uh, and his wife's uh, feet. And, and what, did the do- what did the insurance company do here? They simply don't like that uh, his wife's doctors confirm that she's unable to work. And we're talking about an MS, okay? We're talking about something that is serious, recognized, and known. And what the insurance company did, which they do often, is they'll ask you to see one of their doctors for an assessment. Now, if they ask you to see one of their doctors, you have an obligation to go see one of their doctors for an assessment, not for treatment, but for an assessment. And oftentimes, these doctors, of course, are hired guns, right? The insurance company is the one who's arranging this assessment. The insurance company is the one paying the doctor in the hopes of getting an opinion from that doctor that contradicts what your doctors are saying. And in this case, what they did is they got that doctor, whoever it is, they got that doctor to give them the opinion they want, which is that she's not disabled enough. I don't know what that means. She's not disabled enough and should be able to go back to some kind of modified work. And of course, that's in stark contradiction to her treating doctor's opinions. And, and you know, Vasilis is, is, you know, correctly worried that her benefits will end soon because that's generally what happens and what flows from these kinds of assessments. Now, there's a very, very easy way of countering that if, in fact, uh, he, uh, his wife is told that her benefits will end, which is to get us involved. Get us involved. We understand the power imbalance here between insurance companies and individuals like Vasilis and his wife. And what we're going to do here, we're going to, of course, assess the situation. We're going to read the medical reports uh, that Vasilis' uh, uh, wife's doctors uh, provided. Uh, we're going to look at the denial letter, the policy, 
and uh, we're going to get in touch with the insurance company. We're going to be the ones pushing back. Not Vasily is not his wife. The key is for his wife to, to focus on her health. The key is for them to have peace of mind. And this is what we are offering here. And, and you know, I, I want to make this clear, John. Not every person that contacts us, we can help. You know, we're very straightforward with our opinions. We'll tell you if we think that you are, you know, in the right or if the insurance company is in the right. But in this case, just just from the email we got here, clearly, clearly the insurance company was shopping for an opinion from a doctor they're paying to try and counter the opinions of the treating doctors. And if this ever got before a judge, who do you think a judge will listen to? The treating physicians? the people who actually have been taking care of this lady, or the hired gun that the insurance company found that probably saw this lady for an hour or less and then cranked out a report and an opinion that the insurance company then used as a crutch to cut her off benefits. I mean, just look at the optics here. And the insurance company knows this. But they are banking, they are betting that Vasilis and his wife will walk away from their rights. Well, he did the right thing. He contacted us, and we're going to be able to help. Tamar, I don't know if you have anything to add here, but yeah, you, you I mean, must see so, this a lot as well. I, I do, and Savannah, I mean, you touched on all the key issues, right? A couple of points just to raise. You know, you listen to your own doctors. I, I, I despise when I hear that people are afraid, this fear. This is why people have rights. We talked about pressure tactics earlier in the show. Again, this is another one of them. If your doctors are saying you cannot work, you should not feel pressured to go back to work. You're going to harm yourself, and it's not worth that while. You need to arm yourself with someone who can advocate for you, and that is, in fact, what we do. And I'm not surprised, actually, that this is happening. It says just over a year on claim, right? We talked about this idea that right around the time you get to just around the two-year mark, give or take, there's going to be steps taken for the insurance company to cut you off benefits, and this is another approach to do that sooner rather than later. And it's particularly egregious when you've got someone who's got a condition that's well-known that is degenerative and that is going to prevent someone doing a physical job like a PSW position. And, you know, Savannah, like you said, it's it's a David and Goliath situation, and you always know who won that battle, right? <laughs> yeah, now you're using my line. Exactly. This is, yeah. this is really key here. David and Goliath, remember the biblical story. I mean, insurance companies out there, are they have this persona that they're omnipotent, you know, that they have these billions of dollars. Remember, they're not in the business of losing that money. They are simply playing the odds that you'll walk away from the money that is owed to you. They're, they figure that for every 10 claims, maybe nine people will walk away. And you know what? Those nine people who may walk away, uh, they, they're giving up the money that is owed to them. Right. Like we're not talking yeah. about insurance companies giving charity. We're talking about insurance company having to pay you what they owe you by law. And what we do here, and we're going to continue doing this week after week on the radio show and the TV show, is let you know of your rights, answer your questions, and help you if you reach out to us with your specific case. And we're done for this week. Appreciate you sticking around. Now that you want to reach out, you've uh, you've learned a little for the first time. If not, uh, a return visit, one 821 5900 The email is help at disabilityrights.ca. The website is disabilityrights.ca as well. And if you want to ask some questions, uh, type some in and get some answers quickly, mydisabilityquestions.com. We will join you again right here on the Disability Law Show. And a reminder to our, uh, our BC listeners that you can catch the TV show, Disability Law Show, Saturday, 1 p.m. on Global TV. We'll catch you next time with the Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. 
Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.